Welcome to Greater Faith. You're listening to The Answer is in the Blood, a message from Brother Jerry Burton. We hope that today's message blesses and encourages you as you go through your day. time giving you thanks for your goodness and mercy which endures forever father we ask that you would anoint our lips of clay today god and help us to bring forth give us our thoughts clearly and help us to bring forth this thought that you've given us god to this people and lord let it work its intended use to increase their faith to be an encouragement to them to shed light in their lives god to help them to realize that they are on the winning side today And Father, we'll never fail to bow our heads to give you the glory and you the honor. For we ask it in Jesus' precious name. Why don't you shout it? Amen. You may be seated if you possibly can. Amen. Miss my pastor, amen. He's a tough act to follow, I'll tell you what. Kind of intimidating sometimes when you get him up here and all the talent and all the anointed people that cross this, this in the last few months but i tell you what they serve the same god that i serve amen they talk to the same god that i talk to amen and the same god talks back so we're the man of the hour today sometimes i wonder if god knows what he's doing when he uses me sometimes (laughs) but he knows he knows all things amen i tell you what i want to start with something just a little bit different um up at work I want to testify a little bit. God has blessed not only me, but our whole facility, our whole plant, with an upcoming blessing with pay increase. Our our plant manager, our plant owner called. And I'll tell you what, I don't think it's coincidental either. I think it's, I, I, I believe it's because God's got people there. God's got Christians there, and they're being obedient, and they're, following after God and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing and I believe that this is a reward to them but because they're in that land where these other guys are they're being blessed as well and their eyes are blinded to that they don't understand or see because God's people are being blessed they'll be blessed and I'm thankful today for the increase that's coming sometimes uh, I don't know about you do you ever pray for your for your uh, money to be more pray for financial blessings every time I pray earnestly for a financial blessing God gives me overtime <laughs> make you work for it amen and I tell you what it, it's uh, sometimes I think he's got a good sense of humor <laughs> but it by the sweat of your brow amen but I'm thankful for that today amen I'm thankful if you'll do your part, I'll do mine, and hey, we'll start seeing things happen because we're, we're just like that sometimes. We want it to fall out of heaven sometimes. Well, sometimes you've got to have a little work by faith. You've got to have some works to follow your faith a little bit. Just like healing or anything else, when you ask for it, you've got to trust and believe and start talking about how God's doing things for you. Amen? We are going to try to sow a good seed this morning, and we're gonna, I've got to... I've got a title that I know that God has given me, and it's called The Answer is in the Blood. The Answer is in the Blood. Maybe you're here today and you've had some uh, troubles and trials, things going on that you don't understand, things going on in your body, in your finances, with your families and things, 
and it just blows you away, and you just don't know where you're at. And we kind of get distracted and focused on this all the time, our mess. Don't tell me I'm the only one that does it. We just focus on just this. And we forget who we are in Christ, that we are more than conquerors, that we're overcomers, and that the blood has already paid the price. Has anybody here ever bought something very expensive, paid a lot of money, and, and it came in, and it was when you got it, all of a sudden it, start, it didn't start working the way it should have. Don't tell me I'm the only one that's done that to you. Buy something. And then when you're getting this thing, you start kind of cursing this thing. Oh, you piece of junk. I can't believe I spent this kind of money on you and it won't work. Waited all six months for this to come across and it finally gets to my house and it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. I was aggravated one day with some parts like that that came in. And then the Lord struck, dropped a thought in my mind. Sometimes it's like that too. I paid a great price for you. And sometimes we don't do what we're supposed to do. Sometimes we, we would have been just like the part that we bought. We're not working right. You know, in my eyes, I'm ready to take that thing. While I live out in the country, I'm ready to give it a pitch over the hill and just give it a, give it a sling and let it go flying. And I'm glad he's not like me. Amen. He has mercy and grace and he'll allow me to make mistakes, but he'll correct me on my way. Nobody likes correction, but he will correct you so you can go the right direction and put you back in line. The answer is in the blood today. And I got thinking about the blood, and we all have blood, amen? Amen. Everybody's got blood. And I started thinking about going to the doctor or the ER, the hospital. I've seen Brother Bob when he was in the hospital. and Man, they bruised him up and beat him up pretty good in there, taking all this blood out of him. I mean, he's paying good money, and here they are, abusing him in there like that. I mean, they poke him and prod him and stuff like that. And, but the answer is in your blood today. You can go to the doctor and you may be feeling fatigued and, and down and tired all the time. And the first thing they want to do is run a blood test on you. Maybe there's something going on inside you so we can start checking, see if you've got an infection in your body or some kind of viral thing going on or, God forbid, got cancer or something like that. They can do different types of tests on you through your blood to figure out what's wrong with you. And the fascinating thing about blood is it can tell a story about you. Amen? A lot of people walking around and they're confused today. They don't know if they're male or female. I tell you what, go get a blood test. Real simple. It's in your DNA today. It, it can't change your DNA. I mean, you're either a Y or an X. Amen? No matter what we do to ourselves, we're still either a Y or X. The blood won't lie to you. It'll tell you what you are today. Amen? So we need to... Go and have some blood drawn and have some blood work. But the blood has a lot of things that it does for us. i got some simple blood facts before we get started. Um, what, the blood, what the blood cells do. The main function of red blood cells is to carry oxygen from the lungs to the body tissues to carry carbon, dinox, carbon dioxide as a waste product away from the tissues and back to the lungs. White blood cells, they uh, fight infections in foreign cells. We get something in us, it, it'll start attacking it and, and taking care of it and try to help you. So your blood will help try to cure you. Your blood will also nourishes your body. The blood, as it's flowing, it brings things to your, to your body. It brings nourishment. It brings electrolytes, hormones, vitamins, antibodies, heat, oxygen, and blood carries away a lot of waste from the body. So you can be dis, disposed of, so you can be healthier. So our, our blood is very important. A, a normal person will have 
1.2 to 1.5 gallon of blood in you. So think about that. So if you go give a pint away, to, what does it take? Uh, four pints to make a quart? Four quarts to make a gallon? Somebody do that? Oh, that's, that's old math right there. That's old people's math. So when you give a, a pint or so away, then that's what you're doing. I think uh, as you're going through life, there's a lot of people, I don't know if you ever heard of, uh, heard this a lot when I was growing up, I had sisters. My mom would always say, well, she's, she's low on blood. And I never understood that. Low on, how can you be low on blood? But she was talking about that, that they were anemic a little bit. And what causes us to be anemic, sometimes it's, our, it's what we eat. It's what we're around. It'll draw all that out. And we can fix it a lot of times by what we're simply eating. Maybe you're here today and you're low on blood. You're anemic a little bit spiritually. Maybe you just need to kind of look at what you're taking in. And what you're around that's just drawing that out of you today. Amen. So we get a little bit low on blood sometimes. But I tell you, our answer is still in the blood. No matter if you've been in here for one day or if you've been serving for 50 years, the answer is still in the blood today. God's got an answer for you today, but we need to plead the blood. We forget a lot of times that we have a great weapon that we can use as we go to prayer. And as we have, when we are being attacked, we can plead the blood today. Amen. If you go reading through the Bible, and we're going to touch some of these areas today, the Bible has a lot to talk about, about blood. Amen. So we want to start with Leviticus chapter 17 and verse 11. And it states, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. we got to have the blood today in order for us to have atonement, for our souls to be saved today. You may be here today, and maybe you've never had the blood applied, or maybe you're walking around and you've walked away from the blood. I'm here to tell you, there's still hope for you today. Amen. Exodus 12 and 21 through 23, it declares that Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. And ye shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in a basin and strike the lintel and the two side posts and with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you, get this part here, none of you, shall go out the door of his house until the morning. I'm here to tell you right now, we're walking in night right now. We're walking into darkness. And if you have the blood applied to you, you're in the safety right now. Hallelujah. You're in the shelter of the storm today. Don't make no mistakes and come out of the house today. You're in the house of the living God. I can't encourage you enough to be faithful to this house, to come every time the doors are open, because there's coming a day when these doors may not be open. We may not have this opportunity to come and worship in freedom like we do right now. There's coming a time when he's coming back after his people, and all hell's going to break loose. And I tell you, you've got to be under the blood today. Hallelujah. You've got to stay in the covenant today. Amen. So we need to make sure that we do not leave the house. There's times and things that go on that we feel like nobody wants me there or I'm unappreciated or nobody loves me or we don't even notice if you're here or not. Nobody even calls. Man, we sound like our parents, don't we? You ever, you ever go home to your mom or your, those that have mothers and dads that are living now or grandparents? You go visit them and they'll be quick to tell you nobody's called me. Nobody's, nobody's sent me a letter. 
And it is, it's a shame. We're, we're so busy that we can't take time to visit one another. Um, my family's getting older. I mean, I'm big 6-0 right now. And all my brothers and sisters, I think the youngest one is, I ain't going to say, they're younger than me. <laughs> but we all sit at our house, and we're waiting for somebody to come over. And we all sit at the house, and we're waiting for the phone to ring. Nobody calls me. They don't got, and that's what I tell my family, and that's what I tell my wife's family. Maybe their phone just calls, just receives calls, and it don't call out. <laughs> and when we, get, when we get frustrated because nobody comes, then we got to stop and think, when was the last time I called? When was the last time I went? Maybe I'm falling under the reap and sow kind of deal. Maybe I'm getting what I sow. You know, maybe I'm, getting, I'm reaping what I sowed already because I'm not going out and visiting. Don't cheat yourself today. And this don't only apply to family. Look around you today. we got brothers and sisters here. We have some elderly people that aren't able to be here. Get an opportunity. Go visit them. Pick up the phone. Call them. Bless their socks off. I mean, they'll talk about that for days after. And all you're doing is, hey, thought about you. Been praying for you. And it just, it just knocks them over. You're able to bless somebody. You ever go somewhere? Because I've done this here a lot lately. I've had the privilege to go visit with people and have prayer. And when we go, and here I'm veering off from my message again, but it's still about the blood. When I go and I have prayer, they start crying. And I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a goofball half the time. I'm thinking, what did I do? What did I, did I step on their toe or something? What did, why are they crying? But my wife has that effect on people too. When she goes, she'll do something for strangers. She'll be talking to somebody at Walmart. And the next thing I know, she's talking with them about how things are going. And all of a sudden, I'm walking around, and she's standing there with somebody bawling her eyes out. What did you do? And she's talking to them about God. She's talking to them about the Lord. And it's amazing, because, and it's a blessing, because they're tender-hearted. That shows you how close they are to coming. And they need somebody to reach out for them. And we have that ability, and we have that power, so we can reach out. And you can make somebody cry today, amen? <laughs> Simply pick up the phone. Make a call, amen. Call and, and reach out to him. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your house to smite you. When I think about that, you think about the lamb. And we all know what the lamb represents today. The lamb of God. And then when they struck the blood... Almost forms a cross, doesn't it? One at the head and two at the side. And we can we can see the picture of the cross coming across, coming around and the blood that's been shed, the blood that protects this family. But they had to do something. They had to go get the sacrifice. They had to destroy it. Then they had to get the blood, and then they had to apply it. Without it being applied, it doesn't do us no good. We can hear about it, but until we act upon it, it's just it's just a story. Hebrews 9, 22, And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. We cannot have our sins remitted unless the blood was shed. A lot of times we wonder why did Christ have to die. He was the perfect sacrifice. He laid down. He gave his life for us. And we take that for granted. I take that for granted. I'm not going to speak for you. I'll speak for Brother Jerry. A lot of times I'll get tied up in my own situations, in my own life, and I'll take the blood for, for granted. 
and forget what a great price it was paid for this lump of coal. But he did. He paid a, a tremendous price. And sometimes I can sit and think, and it just breaks my heart to think, man, sometimes I wonder if he got ripped off by buying something like this. For purchasing something as, as vile as this. He's seen value today in this lump of coal, and he's seen value in you today. Hallelujah. He sees value in us, and he bought us with a price. And it makes me want to strive to do better because there's times where I have a realization that I've been bought and I'm not my own no more. I got to do better. Anybody feel the same way? You got to do better. Amen. We got to do better. Amen. Hebrews 9, starting with verse 24, says, For Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands, which are the figures of the truth, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us, nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with blood of others. As we all know, the high priest had to bring in a sacrifice once a year for the whole nation of Israel, and it had to be sacrificed. And these guys here had to make sure they were clean. They'd have bells. I remember preaching about, brother, and again, Brother Sock, he'd preach about the sacrifice and the priest going in there and he'd have bells on there and they'd be listening for the jingle. Anybody here got any jingle on them today? Amen. That'll preach itself, won't it? Got to have the jingle on you. Amen. So we, they start jingling around and they tie a rope to their leg. That way if something would happen and those, those guys weren't, they weren't forgiven or they had sin in their life, they'd get struck down right in there trying to bring that sacrifice and then they could drag them out because if they went in there, they're not going to come out either because they're not the ones supposed to go in. So they had to be prepared, but they always listened for the bells ringing. Man, that's good. I need to write that down. <laughs> they listened for the jingle. Amen. But we need to keep that in our minds too. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. Listen, ain't nobody here going to get out of this thing alive. None of you are. I'm not. None of us are. If God tarries for 70 more years, 100 more years, you'll probably look around and half of this group won't be here. We've already met our, done our time and clocked out, done gone home somewhere. But I'm telling you, it's either going to be raptured out or you've got to go by the way of the grave. Death is on your trail from the day you're born, from the very first breath you take when the doc doctor slaps you and gets you going. All of a sudden, death is on your trail from that day until the day that we leave this earth. So we got to know that you're not going to live forever. Regardless, when I was young, I thought I was, but now we know we're not. You take a walk through the cemetery, there's a lot of different, look at the uh, tombstones over there. There's a lot, of, a lot of different ages on the tombstones between the dash. And we've got to figure out what we're going to do between the dash. I want to do things that will last eternally. What you're doing today, this is an eternal thing that you're doing right now. This is what you're taking part of right now. This will last throughout eternity. Whether we shout, and I personally, shout's great. I love shouting. Do it myself. I don't want to get distracted by it. Sometimes it's good to have it quiet. You ever went and sowed seed? You ever sowed grass and it's real windy? It all ends up over the hill. Now you've got to cut the hill. I would rather it be nice and quiet and raining and pouring and cold and throw that out so I know where it's going to go. And sometimes we're like it when we get all shouty and stuff. We're, we're so busy shouting we can't hear what thus saith the Lord and what the Word comes forth. 
And buddy, I try to pinpoint and listen to it because there's some things our pastor's been talking about that's been haunting me. I still can't get over the turnabout. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm still feeding off that thing. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's messed me up. It's affected me, which is good. That's what we need. We need things to come into our life to, to open our eyes. So Christ was, off, was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Who are you looking for today? Are you looking for a, a leader that's going to come and make everything better? It ain't going to happen. Are you looking for some great job or some great thing to happen to just turn your life upside down? Maybe a woman's looking for a man or a man's looking for a woman to just make things all better? Things are, it doesn't change like that. We need to be looking for Christ. We need to be watching for him because he's coming. And he's going to be making the difference in each life here today. Amen. He's able to change us and transform us. I want to talk a little bit about the attributes of the blood. The blood protects us. All right? The blood will protect you just like your natural blood as it goes in with the white cells. And they go in and they attack the virus. And they attack foreign things that get in your blood. And it starts trying to attack it and take it over and get it out of your body. That's our first defense. Well, the blood as well, it protects us. In Exodus 12 and 13 says, and, and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite, smite the land of Egypt. Listen, there's coming a day of judgment where there's going to be some prices to pay. Sometimes I look back in my own life, and we do this a lot of times. We wear ourselves out, don't we? Brother Bob had his knees, both got the second knee replaced. But in our life, we, we wear things out. We don't last forever. So we're trying to get things fixed where we can move around a little bit better. But we live a hard life when we're younger. But sometimes that comes back to haunt us. And it, it just comes back to get us. That's why we need the blood so much because the blood is a covering. The blood can take the dirtiest, most vile sinner and turn them around. And make them new. The blood can take all your mistakes and it can be a covering for that. For nobody, for God don't see that no more. Amen. And make you just and right in His sight. See, that's the main thing. It doesn't matter what my, my family thinks about me. Or my neighbors or my co-workers or people at Walmart I pass. But it don't matter what they think about me. Just like it doesn't what I think about them. You've seen people walking around with green hair and... Oh, man, just all dressed up real, real nice and stuff. I mean, the Harry Potter thing going on down the road. I mean, waving their sticks and all that good stuff. It's, they don't care that we think that's goofy or nuts or crazy. And that's the way we ought to be about serving our God. We should, we should have a, a thing that we know that what we're doing is right. And it's powerful. It's life-changing. Amen? It's because we know what's in the blood today. The answer is in the blood. Romans 5, verse... Verse 8 says, But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Aren't you glad today? He paid a price for you on Calvary way before you was born. But he looked down in time and knew that you was going to need him. He looked down and he seen that I was going to need him. And I'm thankful for that today. And he made a way and provision. He made a way for me to come. He didn't force me to come. See, that's another great thing about God. God gives you the opportunity. The doors are wide open. The Bibles are wide open. You want to get close to God? Pray. You want to get close to God? Fast. Anybody, I admire our pastor. 
I think our pastor is a man of God. And that, is, that encourages me thinking what God does for him, he'll do for me. I got to be disciplined. Our pastor's talking a lot about that. Be disciplined. I can do that if I'm willing to pay the price. That means I need to push the table away, the, the plate away. I need to pray. I need to seek his face. I need to read. It's a different story when it becomes I and not you. But we can get as close as we want. But it's up to us. What do you want to do for the kingdom of God? What kind of an impact do you want to make? Amen. You could be something that God can use. You can be a vessel in His hand, a tool that can turn Ironton upside down. But it's got to be our choice. See, He allows us to make a choice, what we accept and what we do with it. But He died for us much more than being now justified by His blood. We're made... Just, we're justified by his blood. We shall be saved from wrath through him. We have a promise today. He's coming after his people. Anybody believe that today? He is. He's coming for a prepared people. You've got to be ready. You've got to obey the word of God. Amen. Each one of us come into this ark the same way. There's nobody exempt. There's no exceptions. Just like the speed limit on 52 out here. It'll tell you it's 55 miles from Cold Grove down into Huntington. 55, double nickel. If you can choose, it's your choice to obey the law. If you don't, there's some guys in a little gray car with some blue lights on. You may run, and you might get by with it for a long, long, long time. But then one day, you quit getting by, and all of a sudden the blue lights start shining. And then, uh, then over you go, and then you start paying the price. We're doing something that, and we can't plead ignorance. And they got signs posted all up and down the highway, 5-5, five, 5-5. Five, five, five. I drive 5-5 five, five and I got people looking like they're giving me the stink eye as they're passing me. <laughs> Going down the road. What are you doing on the road, Grandpa? Get out of the way. <laughs> and here they go, just flying on down. And here, that makes my wife mad as far, but she get road rage. I said, honey, they just, they, I don't know what's wrong with them, but they're, they're just, they're in a hurry. I won't get in their way, but here they go. I said, maybe... Maybe the highway patrol will meet up with them one day and slow them down a little bit. But we've got to pay the price. But we think, it's, we think it's on the sign, 55 except for, and you can put your name there. <laughs> so we know if we're breaking the law, we're going to pay for it, right? Oh, it was weak. <laughs> You're going to pay for it if you break the law. I'm here today. Same way with the Word of God. If you don't do what the Bible tells you, you, you just ain't going to make it, I'm telling you. Bible tells us we need to repent. All of us need to repent. And it's more than just telling God, I'm sorry. Man, we can get the big crocodile tears of flowing, and we are sorry a lot of times. I'm sorry that I got caught. I'm sorry that I've done this and everybody's seen it. We need to have a repentant heart. A repentant heart will turn you around. I used to talk like this. I don't talk. I was horrible when I was out in the world. I talked I talk like everybody else did. Man, I mean, that was very vulgar and very bad. Just, but that was common for me. That was, that was the lifestyle I led. I had to change. And when I did that, it took me a while to break that habit. Because all it is is a habit. But once you break that, you, but you have to be conscious, conscious about it to break it, to repent, to change, to not do it no more. Then you've got to be baptized. 
You've got to be baptized. There's water here today. You can be baptized today. And there's a right way to do it. You've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. And you've got to have the Holy Ghost. You've got to have the Spirit of God dwelling inside of you because that's what's going to pull you out. I know a lot of people that's prayed. And I've shared this story many times. I can remember my wife before she got speaking in tongues while she was awake. She spoke in tongues in her sleep. She woke me up one night. Just, oh, I loved her. I loved to know what, know what she was talking about. Like to be able to interpret because it was like one of those boom, boom, boom. So we can't judge people because I've never heard them talk in tongues. It's not up to me to have to hear everybody. It's up to God, and we're not with them 24 hours a day. We don't know. They may be speaking in tongues in their sleep. Who knows? A lot of people talk in their sleep, ain't they? <laughs> Yeah. Well, why not talking in tongues in your sleep? Why not? Amen. That was free. That was me veering off the road here a little bit. The blood cleanses us. 1 John 1 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all, all sin. Tell you what, if you walk and stay in the light, that's all it is. Just follow after God. Walk in His Word. Do we stumble? Yes. Do we fall? Yes. Do we stay laying down and wallowing in it? No. You get up. You repent. He, we're, we're dirt. I mean, we are. We're, we're glorified dirt balls, another brother Syok saying. We're just made out of dust of the ground. And we will fall. But a righteous man will get up. And that's the key to it. Just get up. Strive on. Do better. I mean, that's all we can do. Amen. The blood cleanses us. Revelation 1 and 5, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. He's washed us and he cleansed us. But you need, each one of us need to be washed in the blood. We need to take on the blood and put on the blood. The blood gives us boldness. Anybody here need to be bold? It's easy to be bold when you're mad, ain't it? Somebody does, crosses you and does something wrong, maybe cuts you off on the road. We get all bold. I'm going to pull up behind them. I'm going to follow them up to their house and pull out and give them a piece of my mind. We better be keeping what we got. I tell you, we're shorthanded already. We need to keep what we have. But we get bold like that. I mean, we might get out and there's some guy like, like our brother here pop out there, just pop out, and all of a sudden we start humbling down a little bit. That's okay. We'll get you later. <laughs> but we're like that. We, but we need to have boldness when we pray. When you go to pray, and you go to the altar of God, and the enemy doesn't like it if you get bold. But start speaking, and we can speak the word, and we have the right to be bold because of the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Because of His blood, He's made a purchase for us. That means I'm a part of Him now. Amen. So I can stand up and I can claim what He says I can do. Amen. He tells us to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You can do that today. You don't have to be a licensed minister today. You just need to be a believer today. Amen. You may have the gift of healing in your hands. God wants to use you today. But He can't use somebody that won't step out you got to take a step of faith today. Amen. You don't know what kind of treasure you're sitting on today. 
Man, you're a keg of dynamite today if you just get lit up a little bit, amen? You start getting excited about what the Word of God says and who you are today in Christ Jesus, amen? You are more than a conqueror today. We have a hard time believing that today because I believe our, our blood is low. I believe we're a little anemic, amen? So we need to get something in us to change us a little bit, amen? Amen. It gives us boldness in Hebrews 10 and 19. says, having therefore, brethren... Boldness to enter into the holiness by the blood of Jesus. Listen, he's made a, already paid away. Why don't we just take advantage of what he's paid for and start using it? I heard a story one time about a, a man. He was on a plane, taking an airplane ride. And as he was flying along, he seen all these people eating T-bone steaks and eating nice, nice food. And here he opens up this little brown bag and he gets out this... this Sandwich. Anybody ever eat a wish sandwich? I tell them at work all the time, them boys I work with. A wish sandwich is two pieces of bread and you wish you had something between it. <laughs> this guy, he pulls out a wish sandwich and he's trying to eat him a wish sandwich. And he's just drooling because they keep taking all this food over to these people. And as the flight's ending and he's leaving, he asks the stewardess about, man, that was nice how you all come out and fed him. She said, well, sir, didn't you want anything? This was included with the price of the fare for the seat. He could have had the same thing, but he just didn't speak up. He had, he had got something that he didn't even know he was able to do. And, man, we're like it a lot of times with God's promises today. We have been allotted a lot of things that we can do, but we just don't do it. or We, we don't take advantage of the, of the price that's been paid so we can step out on that and use it today. Amen. So we need to use what God has given us. Amen. Revelations 12 and 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. We have a testimony today. Every person here has their own testimony. God's brought in each one of you from so many different areas and different ways. And every day, a lot of times, we're creating new testimonies. God is doing something for each one. Even though we may feel like we're forgotten or forsaken a lot of times, you're not. God knows where you're at. He knows exactly where you're at. Sometimes we just need to, we need to take the first step. Just like in salvation of anything else, when I need to come to an altar and I know I'm not doing right, don't tell me I'm the only one that's like this. But when you're not doing right, it's hard for you to get up out of your seat and go and come to an altar and pray because you're afraid what everybody else around you is thinking. Man, what'd they do? I don't care what you think. I need to make myself right. What if he comes tomorrow? What if he comes this afternoon? I'm going to get left behind because of you, and because of you, and because of you, because I care what you think more than what God thinks. You need to put it in perspective today. What does God think? Where are we standing with him today? Amen. The blood heals. The blood will heal us today. Isaiah 53 and 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes, we are healed. This is one of the first scriptures I think I ever memorized or got in my spirit. This is a powerful scripture. But I, I can't encourage people enough to get scriptures, memorize them, and pray them. I've quoted this over myself. I'll be honest with you. I got more confidence in my own prayers than I got for people praying for me. I do. I mean, because I, I, I pray this stuff back to him. God tells us to call him in remembrance of his word. Call me in remembrance of my word, he tells us. So we reach out and we, 
it's important to get the word inside you so you can spit it out. So every time I felt bad, or even when I feel bad today, I'll, I'll speak this out. I'll put it out in the atmosphere. And I'll quote this scripture. And I'll lay my hands on myself. I'll shake it and just shake that sickness out if I have to. I don't know. But I pray. And we have to have the own gumption of ourselves. We've got to do it. Sometimes you've got to do it yourself. Sometimes you've got to, you've got to believe for yourself. I mean, there's power in prayer, and they are. Or two or three touch anything on the earth, it'll, it'll happen. But you've got to believe. You first got to be. And that's what Jesus asked people when he went to them. Do you believe I can do this? And a lot of times, I can, we can believe for a brother or a sister. I can believe easy for you guys. I have a hard time believing it for me. And that's where we're in that. That's just common. That's a common ground I think everybody has. I don't think it's going to happen because I prayed and nothing happened yet. And we get all caught up in that healing in a blink of an eye. And sometimes it don't work like that. Sometimes you've got to fight the good fight of faith. And you just got to testify and you've got to talk about how God's touching you. I don't feel it right now, but I believe it. Anybody ever, I've heard, I've been around people, I believe I'm sick. Then they become sick. But you don't believe that you're sick. Believe you're healed. You say, I think I'm sick. It feels like I'm sick, but don't believe you're sick. Man, we need to believe that we're healed and start talking that. I believe I'm healed. I don't feel it, but I'm believing it and just walk in that. And sometimes it takes you a while before you kind of convince yourself you're healed. With his stripes, we're healed. The blood gives us peace, Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and that his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. You can rest at night knowing surely that the blood is applied to your life, and that there's a lot of benefits to that. God's done something for you, but we need to walk in it. We need to claim it. I used to pray a lot before I'd do things, and I'd ask God to anoint me. And I remember very clearly one day God speak, spoke to me and said, I've already anointed you. Walk in it. Take a step. God's already anointed you. Get up and take a step. He's already anointed you. Get up and take a step. God's already healed you. Get up and take a step. God's already delivered you. Get up and take a step. God's already saved you. Get up and take a step. Sometimes we've got to do something about it. And... Put a little bit of action to, to our words today. Amen. He's already done it. The blood gives us forgiveness. Matthew 28. 26 and 28. I'm sorry. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. When the enemy comes at you like a flood, and he will, you remind him, I'm, I'm saved. I've got my sins are remitted. I'm covered by the blood. We need to remind the enemy where he is. He doesn't belong in your finances. He doesn't belong in your family. The devil doesn't belong in any portion of your life. The only place the old enemy, the devil belongs is under your feet. That's why God gave you two feet to tromp and stamp and dance all over him. That's why we dance during song service. That's why we move around because we're stomping on his head. That's where he belongs is under your feet. But we need to take those steps and us sitting around and not walking around. 
causes the body a lot of problems. When you're still, you start losing. Without movement, I mean, without starting to move around, your blood ain't going to flow too good. Yeah, things start, start settling down, and then you start getting weaker and weaker and weaker. Time to get up. Time to move around. Amen? We're going to leave you with this scripture here today. The answer is in the blood today. 1 John 3.16. Why don't everybody stand this, this morning? I know this is, I know this is not like a, a hold-down, shout-out thing. And that's okay. I didn't, I didn't want it to be a hold-down, shout-out thing. That don't mean it's a bad thing. Don't, don't ever think just because you don't shout that that's a bad service. That's ridiculous. That's a life in the pit. I can tell you that right now. You need to hear what the Word says. And once you hear what the Word says, then you've got to do something with it. What are you going to do with what you just heard about the blood? What are you going to do with it? It doesn't matter what... I do or your neighbor does, what are you going to do with it? Because from this moment, and I should have gave you a warning before we even started. You ever see a pack of cigarettes and on the side of them you get a, a warning from the Surgeon General telling you if you smoke them things, they're going to kill you dead? All right. Whenever we open up this book, any preacher, pastor, teacher, anytime this book has been opened and the Word of God goes forth and been read to you, even out in Facebook land, you got something to do now. You gotta give an account for this. Because when we stand before God, we can't say, I didn't know. Or Lord, you know I was going through this or that. He showed you a way out. He's given you a way out today. And you gotta get beyond your pride and your arrogance. And you gotta humble yourself like a child. And you gotta come before your Father, your Maker today, and let God be God. Until you make Him your God. You're running the shots. He's not in charge. He's not Lord of all. But I'm telling you today, there's coming a day, and it's coming very soon, where you had wished you had heard what this preacher said and what this word said, and you obeyed what the Bible said. Because there's a day coming where you're going to give an account. I'm going to give an account. We're all going to give an account. So make sure that you're right with God before you leave this place. You've got an opportunity this morning. 1 John 3.16 Hereby perceive we love, we love, we the love of God because He laid down His life for us. Stop and think about that today. He didn't have to do that. He came to this earth. He walked this earth for 33 and a half years. And He preached and He reached out to people. And his people turned around and brought him and they tied him to a post and they beat him nearly to death they put a crown of thorns on him and they tried to humiliate him they stripped him down and then they brought him and they made him carry his own his own destruction they made him carry that cross and sometimes we all have our cross to bear don't we so we're packing our own death with us today so we're dragging our cross with us today he had to drag his up a, a hill called Golgotha. And then he laid down. He didn't fight him. He didn't struggle. He willingly laid his life down for you and for you and for you and for me. And I'm grateful today. Don't forget that today, what a price was paid. And he let sinful men take spikes and a hammer and drive them through each 
precious hand. And then he let them drive nails into his legs, his feet. Then he stood that cross up and dropped it. And there he hung between the heavens and the earth, paying a price, bleeding out for your sins and for mine. So we can have the remission of sin. So we can have the blood covering us. So when the destroyer goes by, we can be marked and, and be protected. So we can have healing through His blood. Hallelujah. So we can have provision through His blood today. So we can have a way that was made for us today. Hallelujah. Because He has paid the price. Glory to God. Don't take it for granted today. Hallelujah. He laid down His life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. We have people in our area, in our in our city. And we go on about we have revival in Ironton. Have revival in Ironton. We are going to have revival in Ironton. I live outside of Ironton. I want to have revival all around my house too. I don't know about all y'all. If you don't live in Ironton, you can have revival at your house. Brother Jeff White made a statement one time and Betty had struck fire with me. He said, you want to start revival? He says, draw your circle. Step in the middle of it. Let revival start right there. You can start revival at yourself right now. You can get on fire yourself. Start doing what you know you need to do. Pray, read, fast. Be faithful to God's house. Hallelujah. You can have revival break out in your own home. Hallelujah. In your own vessel today. Hallelujah. And you can be changed. And you can be different. And wherever you go, you can make an impact on people. You can be the difference maker. Wouldn't it be awesome when you made it to heaven and you ran into people? And you know, I don't know if God will allow this or not, but if you ran into somebody that you testify to that you had forgot about years ago maybe you spoke to me a long time ago and they because of something you said something you've done they went and changed their life wouldn't that be awesome or a positive thing hallelujah you can do that today Thanks for joining with us today. Be sure to check us out online at greaterfaith.church or find us on Facebook by searching My Greater Faith. There you can watch this sermon and others as well as live stream all available services. If you like what you heard today, be sure to follow our podcast for new sermons and Bible studies as they become available. Greater Faith. Everyone's welcome. Nobody's perfect. And anything's possible.